0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Ask the OBR for August Fourth, uh, Thursday, August Fourth. My name is Andrew Spade, and with me, as always, Jake Burns. How are you tonight, Jake?
1: I'm good, Andrew. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking, man. Hope you're well uh, as
0: well, and not not too
1: worn down by what we're continually dealing with here from <laughs> the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a fun show to do every week, and I like talking about football. And uh, I you know I think. This week I have talked about the Browns a lot and I haven't talked about football at all. So, I mean, we were live on Monday morning with reaction to the suspension news. I did a show with uh, Mike Keefe from Garage Beers on Monday night. We mostly talked about the Watson suspension, although we got in a little bit of Cade York talk as well. And then uh, Mike and I were live again yesterday afternoon when it was announced that the NFL was appealing. So, yeah, I've I've been on the OBR air maybe three-ish hours this week and it's been two hours and 45 minutes of Deshaun Watson. So, Um, I, you know, I, I kind of figured for tonight, we would talk about it kind of as much or as little as we felt like we needed to. Um, and so, you know, if we get a bunch of questions in chat, we can answer them. I'm fine with that. Uh, but, um, obviously there was a lot of questions about it and asked the insiders. And so when I looked at that, I kind of distilled it down to one question, which I think kind of, it gets us to where we're going. Uh, I don't think that, you know, people need a lot more about where we've been, um, but but uh Teddy Brown and Ask the Insiders, we're just gonna jump right into it. Um I will say there's a great article by Fred Greetham today uh about uh the NFL's process and some of the uh what he sees as some of the logical inconsistencies with it on the OBR. I urge you all to check it out. And uh Barry McBride has been doing great work this week uh with the newswire covering all of the coverage uh from every angle that's flying around out there nationally. So stick with us at the OBR. We're trying to do this coverage and also our standard football coverage, uh, the best we can. Uh, and Fred will be back out at training camp tomorrow, I believe. So that will continue. Um, as I was about to say, Teddy Brown in Ask the Insiders, he asked, What's next with Watson in your best guess? Do you have any idea how this will turn out for the Browns and their fans? Is it a lost season?
1: Well, that's two different questions, right? I would say. <laughs> it is, yes. They're. The NFL, based on who they brought in today to be the arbitrator now for this scenario, is going to really be after whatever they want. I, I don't know if this guy will settle somewhere in the middle or not, and I don't have his name in front of me. Peter Harvey, but I, I, I think Peter Harvey. Okay, I so think like that's right. for me, I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to predict. I don't I feel like it's going to sort of hover around 12 games mm-hmm. and then and then maybe he takes that, maybe he doesn't, but 12 games feels like the most maybe it gets down to 10 uh but but I don't know. That's kind of my hunch is that they're going to go after more games, but I don't know that it's going to get to a full season. I wouldn't say it's a lost year. I would say do you like we watched them last year, and I know that they were uh, a little bit fortunate, kind of with with some different things, including you know, Cincinnati maybe being a year ahead of schedule, Baltimore dealing with a ridiculous amount of injuries, like that. That that stuff doesn't miss me, but I think what's interesting is they got and I, and I kind of tweeted this out in response to somebody else today that they got really really bad quarterback play last year, and I think mm-hmm. Jacoby can be a little better than that. I think he can be not not I guess average would be a great outcome for him. So if average is a great outcome they get better performances across the board and even if he's a little below average they can hover around making the playoffs. I don't consider consider like with what we've seen from the Browns that to be a lost season. Like I don't if they could get in the playoffs or be fighting to get into the playoffs, I really don't consider that to be a lost season. That's just me. So mm-hmm. um is it going to be what you expected or hoped with Watson? No, mm-hmm. but if they could get him back, like say they do make a nice run and get themselves into competitive situation, they bring him back. Maybe he's a boost for them to get them into the playoffs. I I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can sit here and say yet that it's a lost season is my point. Yeah. So um, I'm sure there's more to talk about with Watson, bigger picture things here, but, but yeah. I don't, I, I don't sit here and feel like, man, this is a lost season right now. If he does, play so i don't know that's just my hunch i think there's still enough talent and we saw them be really competitive and the schedule's favorable with what they got from mayfield last year now a healthy baker mayfield playing his best football is better than jacoby Brissett. i get it but like it's not it's not that jacoby can't play respectable enough yeah that that Mm -hmm. most recent comment there's kind of what i'm saying like jacoby and 22 i think has a chance to be should be better than Than Baker in 21. So they, they can still, Mm -hmm. I mean, we know they can be competitive with that. So we'll uh, we'll see how that shakes out.
0: Yeah. um, I I think that's maybe a a dose of needed optimism uh, for Browns fans here tonight. Um, I, I will admit to yesterday when the news of the appeal came out, I, I, my reaction was pretty strongly negative just because, you know, it's, it's very clear what the NFL is doing here and the NFL, you know, they might get delayed along the way, but they eventually get what they want with all of these suspensions. I mean, they, they won in the Tom Brady case, they won in the Ezekiel Alec case. Um, they tend to get their way. And, um, you know, a, as many people have observed the union collectively bargained for this process, uh, however short-sighted that may have been. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, I have, Uh, less optimism, but I think Jake, you make a great point about just because one player is, you know, the, the, you know, the player that they've invested so much in is not going to be available for, looks like the majority, if not the entire season, um, that doesn't mean that it's a lost season for the other 53 players that will be suiting up this year. Uh, so I think, yeah, that's, that's a helpful reminder that there's, there's other things going on with this team other than just the, the, uh, uh, star embattled quarterback, um, to talk about the uh, the wider uh, picture, uh, Paul Spencer had a great question in chat. He asked, "How possible do you think it is that Watson, the NFL, and the NFLPA can sit down and work something out?" Which speaks to Teddy Brown's question about what comes next. I think, you know, from my perspective, a settlement. Uh, if I, I guess, if I what I should say is, if I was in Watson's shoes, a settlement would sound pretty good right about now because the the NFLPA. Uh, And Watson's camp, I I can't imagine that they feel great about their chances in federal court. And other than that, I don't see what path they have forward here to get uh, any sort of a favorable ruling. Um, It it seems like the NFL, I mean, they do control this process at this point. So, uh, you know, a a settlement uh, in the 8-10 to game range with a a large financial penalty is what has been talked about, Um, maybe even to 12 games to keep him out for that trip back to Houston, which I understand the motivation there, I suppose. Uh, Could that be, you know, in the offing by tomorrow afternoon? I I, know it doesn't feel like it just because we haven't heard the first word of uh, an intention to settle from the NFLPA or from Watson's camp, uh, whereas the NFL has shown a willingness to consider that. So that's kind of what I'm waiting to hear is, is there a willingness on their side to consider a settlement or do they still feel like? They need to fight this all the way.
1: Yeah, it's that's a great point. I think if you read Charles Robinson's piece yesterday, which mm-hmm. I think was one of the better comprehensive yep. understandings of where this has been, and the fact that the NFL and NFLPA knew, essentially knew where she stood, where uh, Sue Robinson stood, way back in July, I think, mm-hmm. like they had an idea of what she was thinking, and I think that that's why Watson side entered the whole thing with a lot of confidence and they didn't want to settle and they pushed the envelope like i think that that's pretty obvious at this point they wouldn't have been as aggressive if they didn't have such a great inkling that they were going to get a favorable decision from the way Uh, Sue Robinson spoke at the initial hearing stuff. So I think now I I would imagine that Watson's camp would be very willing at this point. I think what they thought was we are going to get a favorable decision here in some form or fashion. So we're going to push the NFL to see if they'll own, this process, right? So if they, we'll push them to make them uncomfortable, see if they'll actually honor a, a large part of what this was intended to do, this new CBA process was intended to do. If they take it, then we're set. If they appeal, then we'll talk to them. So I would imagine at this point, Watson's side, to your point, Andrew, is willing to talk. They are mm-hmm. willing to have conversations now and I I don't know how willing the NFL is because the NFL has a lot of public favor curried up for them. They have a lot of public uh, opinion on their side and I'm sure they're reading the social hits, and I'm sure they're reading the articles and all the big time outlets, and yep. they um, they have a lot of public opinion in their favor. So it's a question now of how willing they are, having yep. known now they have an arbitrator that they really believe will be a, a, a bring a, bring about a stiffer penalty. Yep. So now it's whose will is the co- that's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Where now maybe the other side isn't willing to have that conversation. I think it would be beneficial for both sides to come to an agreement for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if they will. I don't want to sit here and say, yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. I'm sure the NFL still wants to bury this. It would still mm-hmm. make the NFL looks, uh, optically look better if they pushed it to 10 or 12 games, and mm-hmm. they could say, well, yeah, we pushed it and got more out of it. We did all we could. We took it to two arbitrators and blah, blah, blah. So I, I think that that s- seems to be the 10 to 12 with a heavy fine seems to be the most logical thing to me, but again – unexpected is 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 always on the table and yep. this whole season suspension is real and I have to reiterate right now, Andrew. Mm. if he's suspended for the year, I know this sucks. I get it it would be it would be tough. but take off your fan cap for a second and imagine tomorrow he goes down and tears an ACL mm-hmm. hypothetically it'd be it's the same thing. He mm-hmm. still would be back that there's all these people who say, You know, all these people who are like, Watson's done. He's never coming back. Listen, the worst case scenario here, guys, is he misses a year, which sucks. And what I'm saying with the serious injury is that does happen. It's not like everybody's guaranteed a healthy season. So it does happen on occasion. It's not ideal. I get it. But the worst case scenario here is he's 27 Mm -hmm. when he comes back. He's 26. He turns 27, I think, the second week of September. He'll be 27 the entire year next year or he'll turn 28, I'm sorry. So, like, he'll turn 28, he'll play his entire 20. He's got a, potentially a decade more football in Cleveland. Right. So even if you're worn out by it, all, the, like, like it's going to eventually go away. I, I'm not here to tell anybody how to feel. I'm not here to tell anybody their opinions right or wrong or that you're annoyed that you have to deal with. I'm annoyed that I've talked about it for a long time, and I'm annoyed there's always going to be comments and whatever. But he's going to be here for a long time in the worst mm-hmm. case scenario is he gets an indefinite suspension he goes to to whatever counseling and he does whatever the NFL needs to make it right and then he's back and he he's a member of the NFL again he'll have served his punishment for the for the what he did and it's over there's nothing else they they'll be able to do so even the worst case scenario is still like hey man if you look at the big picture of an 8 to 10 year quarterback run here it's not that it's not a, that big a deal. Like it's really, right. I mean, it sucks in the here and now because we only get so many football seasons, Andrew, we only yeah. get in our life so many, and it's yeah. tough to be sitting here on August 4th talking about, well, this season might not matter. Yeah. That's not fun, <laughs> but like, you know, the, the, the this yeah. is, and, and listen, I get it. Some of these guys are in their prime, but I'm going to yeah. go back to the fact like guys get hurt. It just happens. Sometimes these things happen. And this, the, the way that this has happened is not great. I get it, but it's not unheard of is what I'm saying. So yep. I think the Browns are looking at the big picture. I mean, Denzel's 25 miles is just 26. Like there's, they have a five to seven year window with this group. JOK is young. Newsom's young. Greedy's still young. They have, everyone's young. They have a good group here for a while. DPJ's young. Amari Cooper will be 29 next year. Like it's not over. Like mm-hmm. I get it this year's tough, but, you know, like Dak Prescott broke his ankle in week right. four a couple of years. It just happened. So th- th- it's not the worst case of the worst. So I'm just trying to make sure that we keep a big picture on this whole thing.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I think that's, again, uh, Jake's bringing the optimism tonight, and I appreciate that because uh, I think he's balancing me out because, uh, you know, it, it to me it does feel hard to, to to swallow the amount of assets they surrendered and, the, you know, the contract that they gave to not have that player for – a season is difficult, but I think to your point, you know, that, that that happens a lot in the NFL for a lot of different reasons. And this is just it doesn't not suck. It doesn't. And
1: I know you're not saying that. I just want to make sure I'm no, not yeah. trying to gloss yeah. over that. It does. But suck. There and there's forward. a great question. There's a great question there about, like, should they trade players like Clowney? I don't think they want to send the message. They still can't get it done. I think that the goal maybe is not as if Stefanski and the group and the, and the coach's office say, yeah, we probably don't have the piece at the top of this whole thing. We need to go go in the Super Bowl," but our goal is to make the playoffs and establish, prolong a winning culture. We're not going to trade away people who want to be here inside. I just don't think they'll do that. Like, I, I don't really. I just. I have a hard time seeing them do that. That's just yeah. me personally.
0: No, I agree with that. I think that 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 tune changes if they're one and five, or you know, uh,
1: two yeah,
0: yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. You know, but yes, at this very, point, very much season, it would be crazy to to even consider stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I think it, you know, in the event that that it is in that ten to twelve game range, I think that then it, it really does become a question of how they manage the season, right? Because. You, you you probably still don't want to bring in another quarterback. So it's, it's Jacoby Brissett starting 10 to 12 games, you know, uh, and, and do they potentially then try and strengthen another part of the roster to, you know, whether it's the defense or the wide receiver core to give the supporting cast around the quarterback, a little bit more help um, in, in an effort to try and limp to sort of that five and five or six and six mark by the time Watson is eligible to return. So I think that will be interesting too. In addition to how, you know, this news changes the way um, they manage practice and, and game reps for the rest of the preseason, which, you know, uh, that news broke at the end of their practice yesterday as Watson was leaving the field. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see when they're back out on the field tomorrow, if anything has changed in their strategy. So, um, I, yeah, I think that there's there's a path forward uh, long term for the team, but I think it will be interesting to see how the team views themselves, uh, it, you know, once they get clarity. Now, this is also assuming that they do get clarity we all thought that Sue Robinson would decide quickly and it took a month. So, you know, I'm optimistic that we'll hear by next week from the appeals officer, but, uh, you know, there's no guarantee.
1: Yeah, It's supposed to be an expedited process. We'll see, right. see about that. Right. We'll see about that.
0: Yeah. So I, I think, you know, um, I just in terms of questions in the chat that are related to this, uh, I, I had one that I wanted to answer. Um uh, Doughboy earlier asked if the former, the, the arbit, uh, I'm sorry, the appeals officer has the final say he was asking. And uh, as long as the union doesn't send it to federal court, it's over. That is correct. Yeah. The, what the appeals officer says is final. Goodell cannot overrule him. Uh, Obviously he's working as Goodell's designee. So that's unlikely to be a problem anyway, but the only thing that would delay it any further after the appeals officer ruling, uh, which Jake said is supposed to be expedited, would be if the NFLPA sues and, um, you know, there was some news today that they would not seek a restraining order to avoid the first six games. So Watson's missing the first six regardless. Then the question for the lawsuit would just be, is he missing more uh, or not? So um, they would have until, you know, the date of that seventh game, which is the 23rd of October, something like that, to to get all of that ironed out. So they'd have a little bit of time for that to go through the court system. Not that any of us want to spend the next two months watching what happens in a federal court. Uh, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, So I, I I think that's it in terms of outstanding questions on that. I think we can pivot to football questions. Um, We've got a question from uh, Woobly and ask the insiders. He asked uh, if the Browns were to trade a running back to Dearness Johnson or Kareem hunt, when do you see it happening? Do you think they're going to hold on to them hoping for a, uh, a, you know, Sam Bradford scenario or Teddy Bridgewater scenario where somebody gets hurt? Or do you think it would be closer to cut down time? Uh, or is it something that could happen any day now?
1: I think it'd be closer to cut down time as my hunch, uh, because yeah. I mean, some of it is dependent upon if somebody gets hurt or something like that. But um, a cut down time is when rosters start to really sort of shape up. So that that would be my my general hunch. I, I usually think, and plus, I th- I I believe this is still in place. But the NFL went and made an extra that they they took that fourth preseason game. And made it a bye week and there's a lot of movement that goes on Mm -hmm. uh, right after the last preseason game as teams look to fill out their 53 so i would think something along that time frame unless again you know maybe someone i'm not even going to say a name i don't want to jinx somebody but that's always at play
2: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
0: Speaking of which, uh, the, we should acknowledge that the NFL preseason has started. While we've been on the air, uh, the Hall of Fame game, uh, Raiders Jaguars, is is happening in Canton, not far from where you are, Jake. Well, I mean, relatively, relative to me, relatively
1: anyway. <laughs> beautiful stadium at Canton. Yeah. man, that yeah. Tom Benson Stadium's awesome.
0: I think we've got maybe Anthony Reinhart of the OBR is is in attendance, from what I understand. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's there. There is definitely some cognitive dissonance right now. Where I am, I have I've been trying to understand this stuff, not out of any sort of personal interest, but trying to help you know our our subscribers understand it and and answer questions and and you know pass along information. To spend so much time focused on that and then to see the actual sport being played on my television right now, it's a it's a real <laughs> it's a real one eighty. You know, it feels like two different worlds almost.
1: It's called a real juxtaposition.
0: There we go. Right. That's the word. Yep, that is absolutely the word. Uh, Brogan Reynick in ATI had a similar question to something that you've kind of already talked about. Um, he asked if, if Watson is out for the year, what do you think will differentiate the offense this season from last? Brissette is arguably a slight upgrade from a broken Baker, but I doubt he will strike enough fear in the defenses. Armari may be an upgrade over Jarvis, but the rest of the receivers will still be uh, part of the group that was among the worst in the league last year. So what, what, I guess, I guess his question essentially is what will make the offense better this year?
1: Well, you know, I've tried to illustrate this about as many ways as I possibly can yep. about just that there were open opportunities all the time last year. So mm-hmm. the hope is that Jacoby can hit some of those open opportunities within the structure of the offense. That yep. that really sounds simplified, but that's just that's just where I am. Th- there were so many opportunities to put seven more, ten more points on the board a game, mm-hmm. and if you do that, you're you're you know if you do that you're really you're, you're those are the different marginal the nfl is so marginal man like that's the difference between winning and losing games so mm-hmm. i don't think they have to go rewrite the playbook with jacoby like i really mm-hmm. i really don't i i just i think that it's fine as is now i've been trying to illustrate and i was going to illustrate some more before the deshaun news broke but yeah like i think um I think they were going to put wrinkles in for what Deshaun's comfortable with. And they probably, I mean, they will when he's back, but Jacoby is a very similar quarterback to Mayfield in terms of just his general play style. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't sit here and think it's going to be all that much different. They just have to, for, for, you know, full on coaches speak stuff. They have to execute. And if they execute, I think they will be just fine. I think there's plenty of points for them to put on the board.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. We've got another question about the Watson thing. Doughboy just wanted to ask uh, Watson can still go to meetings He just can't practice till week three under the current suspension. So my understanding is with the the suspension that he's serving right now, uh, whenever the regular season roster cut down, it's from then until week three that he would be out pending uh, whatever the additional NFL suspension is. So that's my understanding as of now, but I think more clarification of that uh, will be coming. Uh, We've also got garage beers, Mike. I think I know who that is joining us in the chat. Uh, He wanted to know anything better to do. (laughs) There's football on Mike. Uh, yeah, the over under percentage Cade York drills an 80 yarder this season. He's putting the line at 80%. I've, I've got the, over.
1: um, yeah, probably over. I feel like he's yeah. going <laughs> to, I think he can go to, he can get it from 60. So yeah. that's, that's a, that's going to change their outlook and decision-making on some mm-hmm. of those fourth and mediums, uh, yep. that, that they, they feel like they can go out and get.
0: Yep. When I wrote that, uh, winners and losers of Deshaun Watson missing the season. He was one of my winners because they can they can almost have that, if he's as good as advertised, they can have that sort of strategy where they can play for field goals a lot more often, which is something that they haven't done since Kevin Stefanski has been the head coach. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, in, back into Ask the Insiders here. Uh, Philly ask, uh, asked, um, when does the film breakdown of Jacoby Brissett come out? But you did one, right, about a month ago?
1: I haven't done anything on Jacoby because I really don't want to waste time if a guy wasn't gonna take snaps. I'm I'm probably gonna dig in here in the coming okay. weeks. Uh, I could really Look at this preseason and try to get a feel for him uh, as a quarterback. But I mean I I've I have a baseline feel for who Jacoby is and and uh what he'll bring here. So I'll get I'll get I'll get to that eventually at some point. Okay. It's it's a lot of children in the house right now. <laughs> it's yeah, a it's a full house. Jake's got
0: the classic full house syndrome. <laughs> Uh yeah. one more question from Philly. Uh is Cam Newton a consideration if Watson misses the entire season?
1: Um no, I don't think so. I I really guys, I really don't think they're gonna bring in another quarterback. It's just yeah. my it's just my hunch. So I could be wrong about this, but I don't get the vibe they want to bring in anybody else. Hmm. So my
0: my feeling is that if Garoppolo got released and Watson was missing the full season. So you had that certainty that he was out until next year. If mm-hmm. Garoppolo was, you know, guaranteed the starting job, uh, you know, and and was offered a fairly reasonable contract as a result, I could see him seeing this as an opportunity to, I mean, win a ring might be strong, but make the playoffs and burnish his resume. But uh, that's only because there's so few other opportunities for him at this point. Uh, but I don't think that that's a likelihood. I just think it's a possibility.
1: Yeah. I would say Garoppolo being on the market free yeah. is, uh, is about the only thing I could see getting done for sure. Yeah, it, it But would, that be, that's still, would, I'd, I'd still put that at like 25%.
0: Agreed. I, I think it's a low probability, but from a value perspective, you know, mm-hmm. I could see, I could see the fit, uh, because it might be the only opportunity he has to start this year. And, um, in terms of getting a a bigger deal next year from a team that is, is hungry that would really give him a chance to showcase himself this year, mm-hmm. show off how healthy he is. So uh, Tactical Bacon, one of our users in Ask the Insiders, he went on a spree today question-wise. So we're going to – this is the this is – he's got his own segment, basically. He's created his own segment with all these questions. So I'm just going to run, run through them, and uh, we could maybe make it the Tactical Bacon light, lightning round if you'd like because I know we're getting close to, to your time. Um, he's got a question bacon. about – he's got a question about two back sets uh do you Mm -hmm. think that they will use a lot of two back sets with chubb and hunt uh with 21 personnel you can still get to four verts motion kareem out wide seam wraps with njoku amari and kareem and dpj down the numbers what limitations does something like 21 personnel cause do you see it as viable for five to ten snaps a game
1: well you're limiting pass catchers on the field and you're putting guys in the backfield so they're further away from the line of scrimmage that's less a start um they're they're easier to cover because of that uh, just the nature of that um so you take that all into play i do think that they were wanting to do some of that with watson because of the rpo stuff that they could do mm-hmm. but i don't know how much of that they'll feel comfortable with uh, on jacoby's side so I feel less certain about that than I did uh, when Watson was there, but it can be fun. They can do some wrinkles. They can do some play action out of it. And I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it a five, six, seven times a game, but it's not going to be some gigantic staple of who they are. So I think that's probably worth reiterating uh, because yep. we've seen it in, in, uh, in camp a couple of times and it's like, well, you know, it's fine. It's fun. I think they can get some cheap yards out of it, but it's certainly not going to be a, uh, it's not going to be a staple of, of what they do, but, but it's, again, it's, it's okay. If you got some, a package of plays out of a personnel grouping and and all that, it can, it can be fine. I think you can get some creative yards. You can pick up a couple of first downs. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that's all you're really trying to do is to to go out and get some cheap yards and um, jumpstart a drive to get in the end zone. So that's kind of my hunch.
0: Okay. On that note, uh, what personnel grouping would you favor in the red zone uh, with this offense?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I think 12, I think they should live a lot in 12 between, um, between Harrison and, um, David, I think 12 makes a ton of sense. They don't really have a third tight end and I'm a little uncertain about how successful their running back or their, their third wide receivers will be. Mm -hmm. So I continue to lean toward a ton of 12 personnel this year, absorbing most of the 13 personnel snaps from last year. And I don't see why that wouldn't be the case for a really nice red zone opportunity because both Njoku is a high point player and and Brian, who has a good feel for finding open zones, are good players down in that area. So I think 12 personnel will be really popular for them.
0: Okay. Uh, and then two questions about Jacoby Brissett. What does he have to do to keep the box from being stacked? Or is it inevitable that we will see eight man boxes for Chubb and Hunt? And then related to that, can he make all of the throws down the field?
1: He's been a fine passer at downfield. I think he was like in the top half of, uh, of pro football Focus's grading um, at least relatively. He's had three years as a starter, two of the three years he was pretty fine. And mm-hmm. then um, I think he had one year, his second year, year as a starter or his first year as a starter with anyone. Luck got hurt. Not when he retired, but when he got hurt, mm-hmm. um, he was, he was pretty bad, but yeah, he has to be able to hit the, the, the play action throws deep shot. Can he hit some deep shot throws? Can he um, make teams respect the post? Can he make teams respect the seams? I think he can be okay. I think, as, again, as long as he takes the schemed up things that are going to be there for him in this offense, then there's no need for uh, anybody to really panic. Uh, I think he can do that. I think he's, he's like I said, he's he's going to be okay on the schemed up stuff. I don't know exactly how well he'll do on the deep throw, and I don't really know how well the Browns have it structured right now to have somebody who can be a great deep throw option for him. Right. But as long as he makes the throws that I think the scheme provides, uh-huh. not to sound like a broken horse or broken record, sorry, but <laughs> um I don't know why I said horse. But <laughs> I, I like think it. I think I think that this offense is super quarterback friendly. And um as long as he can make the throws that are provided, they should uh-huh. be able to stay on schedule and put up some points. They have to run it really well this year, obviously. But uh, I, I mean, I just don't, I think Jacoby's like kind of a, a league average to below average quarterback and they can be okay. I, I don't, it's not give up on the season level stuff, but it's also realizing sort of, you know, it doesn't t- it's just realizing his limitations and stuff like that. You know, yep. he's not, he's not a former first overall pick. He's not a guy fighting for a, a new $200 million contract. So the expectations are different there too. Right. That's something that people have to remember as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, one more from Tactical Bacon. Uh, when it, it's I say one, but it's really a it's a it's a cluster of questions. Uh, he wants insight on the defensive line. Uh, Perry and Winfrey, uh, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan. I know that you just did a podcast with uh, Lance Riesland from Cleveland.com. Uh, when you got you got some really good answers from him on how guys were looking. I know it's early. There hasn't been a lot of pads on yet, but uh, he had a lot of nice training camp insights. I thought so. I'll plug that. But uh, any thoughts on? on those three D tackles. And then he also wants to know about Mike Woods.
1: Uh, We have to see the defensive tackles play. I I was talking about that with Lance. Like, I think it's a fair question to like wonder how they're playing, but until, unless I'm getting like coaches tape, I have no idea. I, even Mm -hmm. when you're there, it's all moving really quickly and everything is condensed. Or if you're on the sideline as a media member watching it as I've done. And I know Lance was in the same perspective. It's you can't see it. It's hard to Mm -hmm. see. So we'll get our best feel from that stuff in the preseason. Like, yep. that's where that's where we'll get to see all 22 reps and be able to see sort of everything that they're doing and how they're rotating those guys. All of that. So we'll see. I mean, it sounds like they really like Jordan Elliott's body transformation. Sometimes body transformations don't always uh, mm-hmm. yield better play, but it's 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 always better to have a be in better shape than worse. And yep. he's getting first team reps with Taven and Brian. So yeah, we'll certainly be all over covering that with the OBR on film study. Once we get some preseason tape. Um, uh, who was the last one there? Those Mike, Mike Woods. Woods. I, yeah. It seems like everybody's pretty positive about him. I think you have to keep, you, I kind of say it a lot, but you have to keep perspective. He's a yeah. six round guy. And every year, you know, there's a camp MVP who it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this guy's going to have a great year. He's gonna, He seems to really have broken out of camp and, you know let's keep perspective mike if mike woods finds the field a ton this year if he's a starter or something of the like then it's in bad shape like it's right. worse than we anticipated so yep. i don't mean to be like that he he could end up being a really nice player but i'm not going to sit here and count on mike woods mm-hmm. really early in this process man so yep. um I, I listen him making the roster and mm-hmm. finding some opportunities sort of similar to DPJ's rookie year where i think he had 20 targets and like 12 catches for 200 and some yards yep. that's a great outcome that's a mm-hmm. really great outcome so that's kind of what i'm hoping for him
0: yeah that's sort of a good that's a good measuring stick for for uh mike woods this year would be to be this year's dpj uh that would be actually quite an accomplishment um and then uh <laughs> tactical bacon also wanted to know how his uh He's asked yes he how is daddy care going and a big thank you for keeping uh keeping him up to date with all of the podcasts his daily dose of Brown so i i don't know that you need to answer that one but he he's he's he, he appreciates all the work you do Jake so i thought you'd like to
1: hear hey that. we're making it man my yeah. my my evening hours are tight the schedule's tight but yep. um if i can i can't make all the seven o'clock shows we're doing right now but i can do stuff usually in this eight o'clock eight thirty to nine thirty yeah. ten o'clock window and get the best we can here but um, we'll yeah, that. we'll figure it out, man. Lot, yep. it's, uh, the two kid things is, is every bit as hard as people warn me, you know, especially <laughs> at the, at the start where one of them isn't sleeping and all that stuff. Yep. So we we yep. do the best we can.
0: Well, I appreciate you soldiering on. I do just want, there's one more question. I, I did a bad job. This is out of order, but, uh, the Colco and ATI wanted to know, would Andrew Berry have an interest in Denzel Mims? My answer to this was basically if he's a free agent or if he's on waivers, they'll probably put a claim in just because of the tools but uh, I don't think they'd try and trade for him.
1: No, I don't really see that the, the draft pick stuff that they're dealing with right now is already so tight. Yep. It's really hard for me to see them, especially without Watson for a prolonged period, being super right. aggressive and going after somebody. So Agreed. I think that they'll, they'll be picky on the waiver wire is my guess. So mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I, again, unless it's a player for player swap, I don't think they're going to make any of those types of moves. They're in yep. the, they're in the business to gather and recoup picks from what they've lost in the Watson trade.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I, I appreciate you, Jake. We got through all of the questions. We're a little bit over your time, but thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, despite all of the, uh, adversity at home fighting through the yawns, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you all out there for joining us and so many great questions again this week. Thank you for being active in chat. We have a great time every week. We will be back next week, Thursday at 8.30 p.m. for another edition of Ask the OBR. Until then, go Browns.
1: Go Browns.